In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who invites us into His house. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, a lot of you know that I was raised in the Philippines as a missionary kid, and um, a lot of my stories and my sermons come from that, and today is going to be one of those. I don't think I've told it yet. Um, if I have, bear with me. Um, I'm getting older, you know, um, same stories over and over again, you know how that goes. But, um, when I was in the Philippines, one of the things that we would do about three every three years would be that my parents would, would pack up their lives and we would come to the United States. And we would come to the United States for about uh, three months and and it was called furlough. It was a a pretty typical thing that missionaries did. It was a time to see family. It was also a time uh, to go around to a bunch of churches and uh, to sort of do a a preaching tour where I got to hear the same sermon from my father time after time after time. And um, and, and basically telling them what he was doing as a missionary in the Philippines. Well, when we came here there was actually a little bit of a disconnect between school years uh, because normally when we came it was during my summer break and uh, when we came here uh, because I was on the totally other end of the world uh, when we came here it was not summer break it was the beginning pretty much of the fall semester and so my parents thought it would be a phenomenal idea to put me in school during summer break it was not a good... No, it was a good idea. And uh, it, it was during those those times that uh, I was here in the United States experiencing what school was like in the United States that I, I learned a lot of things about this culture, um, even though I wasn't being raised in it. And uh, most things about school, they were pretty much the same. Uh, but one of the things that I noticed that uh, was not the same uh, between the Philippines and uh, the United States, or even Uh, individual schools in the United States was what people played during recess. And the one school that I went to, the thing that everybody in my class played was kickball. Well, I had no idea how to play kickball. And I I really wasn't sure what the rules were and all of that. And I generally tend to be one of those guys who's not real good at sports that require coordination anyway. And so, you know, running and kicking a ball, I just didn't do it all that well. But, you know... Every time I was able to be out on the playground, and while I was out on the playground, then somebody somewhere would say, hey, do you want to play kickball? And I would go, I suppose. Because I looked over at the only other game that was being played, which was that bizarre four-square thing that seemed like only girls played, um, and that looked even more confusing than kickball. So I said, kickball it is, that's fine, I'll go, sure, I'll accept your invitation and I'll play kickball. Well, that happened uh, through most of uh, my early times there, being a part of their class, being this weirdo kid who um, uh, was from another country and and they were being very hospitable and, and always inviting me to play kickball. Except for one day. And one day, nobody invited me to play kickball. And so I, I kind of walked around the the recess 
field, this asphalt parking lot thing, and sort of moped a little, um, hoping that somebody would see me, and nobody did. Um, besides, they, they didn't want me on their team. It wasn't like I was phenomenal at kickball. Uh, they were just being nice. And so I kind of walked around and looked at the girls playing Foursquare and said, okay. Um, and uh, then I sat down, and, and I, I remember this. I, I uh, sat down, and I, I started to let the emotions of all of that overwhelm me. And uh, as I sat down, and I knew that everybody else was playing kickball, um, and that I was not a part of it, and I had not been invited, um, I, I began to cry. And I, I was crying a little bit, you know, trying to man it up and sniff, sniff it in, and, and that just didn't work. And then they just kind of snowballed, and eventually I was sobbing there on the recess field like just a total loser. And, uh, but, but I couldn't control it. I, I just felt so bad. And finally my teacher came over to me, and my teacher said, Jay, what's wrong? Because right, I'm sure that she thought that I had gone through some sort of horrific uh, thing where, you know, somebody had hit me in the face with a kickball. And um, I remember distinctly telling her nobody invited me to play kickball. And she said this the next line sort of matter-of-factly, and uh, like it made complete sense to her, but it had never even crossed my mind. And she said, well... Did you tell anybody that you wanted to play? Well, no. And so I was stuck in that place of feeling bad for myself and feeling so horrible and feeling so lonely simply because I hadn't told anybody, hey, I want to play. And while that is pretty dumb, actually, me as a kid... While it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, why, why you definitely probably should side with the teacher and say, well, that is obviously the right way to live your life, um, that, that's always been sort of a dark spot for me. Uh, in my brain, in my psychology, I just don't invite myself along to things very well. And so when it actually comes to me giving an invitation, I really have to work at that because I don't know how that happens, especially if I'm inviting myself to something. And, uh, and maybe some of you are in the same boat. Maybe some of you kind of know that feeling of dejectedness and loneliness when it comes to uh, sort of uh, not being invited along to stuff. Maybe you, you've been in that moment where um, uh, you would love to just scream to the rest of the world, hey, I want to do that, and yet you, you can't seem to force those words out. And so instead what you do do is you kind of mope and you get sad and you feel lonely, just like I did, and you start to sit there and cry because nobody has invited you. Well, that's a picture of what sin is like. Because we live in a sinful world, we have those moments where we feel lonely and we feel dejected and we feel that nobody wants to hang out with us and we feel that we're not worthy to uh, come and, and join somebody's kickball team or come and join somebody's uh, you know, experience on Sunday morning or come and join somebody's friendship. That, that's what sin looks like. That, that horrible feeling of being 
alone. And just waiting. Waiting for somebody to come and say, Hey, do you want to play kickball with me? Well, in our Isaiah reading, Isaiah is looking forward uh, prophetically into the future. And we, we uh, definitely, it's, it seems like he's looking prophetically into the future towards the resurrection. And there's this really cool moment in that prophecy where people get invited. Where all of the nations are, are streaming to God's hill. And, and it's funny because it, it really kind of comes in, in, in three parts. The first part is that uh, we, uh, Isaiah says that God establishes his city upon a hill. And so everybody can see it. Everybody can see how great this city is. Everybody can see how great it is to be a part of God's own city. But yet, that's still not good. Because we know a lot of great things that we haven't been invited to. And just because it's a great thing, if we're not invited to it, that doesn't mean that it's a great thing for us. Maybe it's a great thing for other people, but not for us. And then we see that there's all sorts of people that are streaming to this great city. And all of these people are are going to this city, and it's still not a good thing. Because we still haven't been invited. You see, it can be a great thing that everybody is going to. It can be a great kickball game, and everybody is playing, but if you haven't been invited to play, if you are not a part of playing, it's actually a really bad thing. Because you're not included. But here's where it gets great. All of these people, all of these nations that are streaming to God's holy city, to God's holy mountain, they make this invitation. Come. Come. Let us go together. Come. Be a part of this. Martin Luther was very clear in in his theology on uh, what the gospel meant. The gospel is this thing that is all about how we feel, how we're given the awesomeness of Jesus. And Martin Luther said that it's not the gospel until it is for you. And he said, it's very clear that anything that is not for you is not the gospel. And so, Jesus dying on the cross, if that is not Jesus dying on the cross for you, that's not a good thing. That's the murder of an innocent man. But if it is for you, it's an amazing thing. And that's what being invited is all about. It's uh, all about saying, this is for you. Sure, it might be for other people too, but it's, it's for you. You're not on the side 
of the playground, sobbing. But Jesus has walked up and has said, You're a part of this. Come. Stream to this mountain with all of the other nations. Come and be a part of this church. Come and live in a way like you've never lived before. Knowing that your sins are forgiven. Knowing that you have eternal life. Come and live that out. It's for you. You see, we we get very, very uh, easily kind of uh, set aside in our thinking about uh, what Jesus is. Because, especially in our culture right now, it's really kind of uh, okay. And this comes from good places. But it's, it's probably more okay for us to say that Jesus is for me. That Christianity is a good thing for me. Whatever you do, you know, if you worship the uh, spaghetti monster, that is fine for you. But for me, it, it's Jesus. But what Jesus is saying and what Isaiah is saying in this prophecy is that it's for everybody. It's for the nations. It's this good that is set upon a hill. And Jesus says that that's his disciples. He says, you're a city on a hill. You are salt and light. You are this candle that you don't put a basket over. Jesus is saying, come, you're invited to that hill because of what I did for you on a hill of my own. I did that for you. And I did that so that you can tell others that this is for them too. And when we get to finally seeing that vision that Isaiah had in the resurrection. It's going to be an amazing time. Yes, because it is a great city on a hill, because it's a great, amazing thing that is probably still incomprehensible to us, what it means to live in that resurrection. Yes, because there's going to be all sorts of people that are there from all sorts of different tribes and ethnicities and wherever. but also because each one of those people, including yourself, is given an invitation by God that says, this is for you.